Hi there, everyone. This is Simon Nankin, and I'm super excited to be part of the Humans of Telecom. Hey, everyone. A very warm welcome to Humans of Telecom, the Unplugged podcast. This is your host, Anurag Agarwal, Chief Growth Officer at Globe Teleservices. For those tuning in for the first time, this is a podcast that focuses on showcasing the human side of some of the most well-known members from the telecom space. Today's guest might not need much introduction, but for those who don't know him, he's one of the most kick-ass telecom executives in South Africa. I've known him for almost a decade now, and his enthusiasm and zest for life seems unparalleled. He's been the face of his company for a very long time now, and it's tough to imagine him anywhere else, I guess. Please join me in welcoming Simon Nenkin, Vice President Wholesale Messaging at Clickitel. Simon, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of this journey. We'd love to hear more about you and from which part of the world are you joining this podcast today? Wow, Anurag, what, a, what an introduction. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, I'm uh, joining all the way from Cape Town, South Africa, the mother city, the Cape of Good Hope. Um, yeah, one of the best cities to be uh, uh, living living my life and career. And uh... Tell us a bit more about your history. You know, have you always grown up in South Africa? Has it always been Cape Town? I mean, I know it's a lovely city to be in, but uh, what's your story like? Yeah, so um, my my uh, my parents and our roots come come from Europe. They were European immigrants uh, way back in the 1900s. Uh, that's how we arrived in South Africa. So I'm born and bred South African. Um, but through the years and uh, through my working career, I've have, have had the privilege to travel to many, many countries, um, experience, you know, different cultures and ways of work and working with different, uh, you know, types of teams, different cultures. That's really been uh, sort of the privilege that I've had during my career so far. Um, so most of my career been done out of uh, South Africa. Um, yeah, and I've worked across a, a number of industries, uh, banking, asset management, online gaming, payments, uh, and of course, as you know, telecoms. That sounds exciting. So it's been uh, what they call something like a portfolio career. You know, you've been having different stints across the board. So which has been uh, your most memorable stint? Is it Clickatel where you are today or something else which has been uh, an unforgettable experience? So that's a great question, Anurag. And I think it ties a lot into where I've gravitated my career towards. And it, I've gravitated towards technology innovation, where technology has had the ability to go and um, change the way consumers buy and purchase products, you know, and, and, and use them, um, the way that companies use and deploy them, um, you know, on a B2B basis to see. Um, and really one of my most memorable moments in my career um uh, was I was I was I was exposed to product management and innovation at a very young age. I didn't actually know what I what I was getting into in terms of what we we're doing, but we were um, in the online gaming industry, um, and one of the big problems that needed to be solved in that industry was to facilitate you know get, getting um, um, consumers or players get, get to cash outs on their withdrawals on from these platforms. So we developed a. Um, this innovative uh, visa-backed uh, banking card product was called PaySpark.com. Uh, so right back early in my career, I was 
given exposure to the product management domain and 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 look how important product innovation and management is today in, in everything that you see in our in our industry um so yeah i was i think that that was a huge inspiration for me in driving where i decided to sort of learn and grow uh, and that is something that's always been true to my heart um is is having a continuous learning journey so i I, I did not do the bachelor degree thing and then go and work. I was actually, I did all my studies remote and uh, that gave me the opportunity to like straight out of school, start working uh, and accumulate, the, uh, you know, these different years of experience in, in the different sectors. Oh, so that's interesting. So right after school, it's been working for you. So you've not got much of a college life. And do you feel you missed out something in life by not attending college right away? Uh, I think there's a good side to that, and and also a bad side as as, <laughs> as being a, 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 a long time student. But I did actually have the privilege of privilege of being part of an, a, a prestigious alumni. I went to the University of Stellenbosch Business School, where I did my masters in business administration, um, and I took also the opportunity to do an international exchange of the module. So part of my MBA was also done out of the University of Bologna. Um, so really met met amazing people along that way on that journey, um, and they were still sort of friends and colleagues, um, you know. From, and then that was sort of my college, right? Uh, sort of postgraduate um, uh, studies. Um, so yeah, that was just a, that was also just another sort of evolution in my life in terms of going to pursue uh, an MBA um, uh, and, and an executive MBA for that matter. Um, you know, while while working at the same time. So, um, yeah, I did get to experience uh, some of the college stuff. And I feel in our industry with all the partying that we get to do, I feel we experience a bit of college life every time we are out here catching up with all the industry buddies. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I would say, um, you know, I think we, we, you know, we get only a couple of conferences a year to really engage and network. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, meeting up and, and going to those networking events is so important. Um, because at the end of the day, you, you, business is done with people. I've always, what's close to my heart is to understand a person, know who they are rather, rather than treating them like, uh, another title or another person. And I've always managed to do better work or have better relationships in business, um, and great friendships I've built out of the industry. Um, you know, by by going to sort of our telecoms alumni, if you like. Absolutely, yeah, that's a good one. You know, telecoms alumni, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's exactly what the purpose of this podcast also is. You know, that we talk beyond companies and fancy titles, and we get to understand the the real human being behind all this. So, uh, you you've been in South Africa. Is that uh, the only country that your career has always been located in, or have you been elsewhere as well? Yeah, th- thanks for asking the question. I, uh, I, I, uh, there is an entrepreneurial side to my, uh, uh, to, to my being. Um, uh, I, I, there were, there was a part of my career where I sort of just had the itch. Um, I think all, all of us, uh, you know, go through it. Some of us execute on it. Some of us don't. Absolutely. I, um, I can highly encourage people who have not attempted to, uh, embark on a startup to do it. It's just the learnings that, that come from that are, are lifelong. 
So I, I went I went over to the States uh, where I set up a company with uh, um, a group of investors where I was supported and it's called Zebi, basically an AI campaign driven marketing engine uh, for enterprises in the US to go and do, you know, um, uh, their campaign messaging um, delivered to sort of recipients uh, using our AI engine, uh, which was obviously built to optimize costs and profitability for Zebi at the same time. Um, so it was an interesting period for me. I, w- I was supposed to get my visa in a, in a couple of weeks. Uh, and then there was a change of power in the States. Um, and they had shut down one of the processing centers. So what, what, what started out as three months, six months, next thing I was living in Portland for two and a half years, still with no visa status, uh, legally, you know, say legally, by the way, I had a, a B1, a B2 for 10 years, uh, while I was waiting. Um, and yeah, I think one of the most beautiful things happened to me on on on, on that journey. <clears throat> um, ZB is still successful today, but I had to make the tough decision to to exit the business. Um, as as my wife, were, you know, she made the sacrifice to come and support me on on the startup journey. Um, and I am blessed today to have a five year old daughter. Um, and so while traveling the world and and being on the road and and, and going to various countries, you know, while we set up suppliers and and things for Zebi, uh, my wife supported me all, all along the journey. And uh, today we have a beautiful daughter, Layla, uh, and she is my life. And, and uh, uh, she's just amazing. And she, she teaches me every day to be a better person, a better dad. Um, and, you know, that was, I suppose, the uh, my trip overseas and my trip back. Uh, that brought me back to South Africa. Wonderful. I, I think we all deserve that itch once in a while to see what's on the other side. And then, you know, figure out what's best for us in the longer run. So I can totally relate to that. And uh, you you spoke about your daughter. So tell us a bit more about her. You know, like, uh, what is she fond of doing as a father? How's the experience like? Uh, how, how How's married life been for you? And how's being a father been for you? It's been a roller coaster ride of notes. Um, yeah. Being a dad is, is a feeling you can't describe to anyone until they become a dad. That's the first thing I'll say. And then uh, being this life living coach to this human being, um, you know, th- that, that's your daughter. It's it's just a, it's an everyday thing. Uh, you don't get a day off. You're always you're always you're always on shift. Um, but the most amazing thing about Layla's age now, where she is five, she's doing a whole bunch of things. She does ballet, modern dancing, gymnastics, tennis, uh, a little bit of an overachiever like her dad, if I may say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> always taking on too much. Um, but yeah, she's she's got she's got a beautiful spirit and winning spirit. Uh, you know, always wants to compete. Um, and I think one of the things that I've reflected on Anurag is, um, you know, during COVID, it was it was really really tough. And my right. daughter was born in the COVID area where lock, where lockdown happened. And uh-huh. we had to actually work out new ways of being at home and then also then slowly traversing into a hybrid work style. And I would say there was there was no book, there was no online you know articles that you could consult because this was happening live in real time. So for right. my wife and I, it's, it's been a, as parents, as, as full-time working parents, uh, one of the beautiful things that has come out of this as companies have supported remote work or the hybrid model, in, in, in which my case is, I'm actually able, say, on a Wednesday to take one hour out of the diary 
and go to my daughter's soccer practice. And that is that gives me just so much joy. And I think it's so important to have that balance in life. And it can't just be work, work, work. And I I, I think, you know, it's that's that's been my greatest gift that Layla's given me is the the love, the laughter, the life. But she has shown me that, you know, you can still uh, grow, you can still make changes. She she will still make me grow and learn things about myself um, that I don't know yet. And, and I think uh, that's what, you know, excites me every single day uh, that I wake up. Awesome. That's actually putting it so beautifully. And uh, this is stuff which, you know, still I'm sure many of your colleagues know about you, your friends, your family. Uh, tell the listeners something which which is shocking or something very interesting about you, which nobody really knows about Simon yet. Yeah, so I don't I I don't know if people know this, but uh, I don't think many people take me uh, as a dog person. But I do have a lovely second daughter who's our Isabella Rose, which is a British bulldog, um, and she's also very very important to our family. Uh, and she gets two walks a day. She gets two walks a day, and again, to 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 my bulldog, that that walk in the morning uh, it clears my mind. It sets up my day for success. Uh, you know, so Bella and I have a relationship where, you know, she's you know I'm giving her a walk, and she's basically setting my day up for success. Do my breathing exercises. So that's really good. I don't think many people knew me to be a, a dog lover, uh, previous cat lover, but not, I'm not a dog lover. And I, one of my other passions is uh, uh, tennis and cricket. I, as a junior, I played highest levels of provincial cricket and tennis. Uh, I actually wanted to be a professional cricketer uh, and not going to <laughs> into commerce or telecoms, but a, 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 a back injury held me back, um, unfortunately. And for the last 25 years, I wasn't playing cricket. And last season, I made the decision to go back to playing uh, top-tier cricket. Uh, I'm not quite at the top tier, but I'm sort of in the second division league of uh, Western Province here in, in Cape Town and uh, sort of made my comeback into cricket. So somehow through all of this, I've managed to, you know, embark on my, uh, take up a sport that I love so much playing as a kid. Um, and just, you know, that, that's, that, that's, how, that's what keeps me healthy. That's what keeps me going. Um, you know, being energetic, um, you know, getting those endorphins going. Uh, I have to be active and, and I love team sports um, and I love to compete. If those who know me know that I like losing. Um, but yeah, now I leave that a lot of the, uh, the, the winning and losing and competing on, on the cricket field um, and then just come over Dad uh, and Simon. Awesome. And uh, I'm guessing that had a telecom not been the career which you finally embarked on, then maybe we would have been seeing Simon in some cricket match. Maybe India versus South Africa, you know, both countries are crazy about their cricket. So someday we could have been seeing Yes. Them, right? <laughs> Wonderful. And uh, I'm guessing so sports is what is, is your mode to recharge yourself and something which you're very passionate about. Sports is our thing. We actually come from a... Uh... A long heritage of of sport in our family. My brother's actually the U.S. men's uh, uh, Olympic tennis coach. He was a pro tennis player. Played on the tour. Uh, so when I was born, there were some high there were some high standards in our family uh, to live up to. So um, 
and 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 it's it all goes out to my dad. My dad was he he, he chose his career over his sport, uh, and he's one of the best cricketers that people. A lot of people tell me one of the best opening batsmen they've ever seen, but uh, and would have been a Springbok, but uh, and he chose to be a doctor over, over cricket. And funny enough, my dad made his veterans come back at the age of eighty two post his COVID survival, um, which was incredibly amazing event that happened uh, you know this year uh, extremely emotional uh, to see my dad from not having walked not being able to talk make it out of a hospital bed and one year later step onto the cricket field um, that's probably been the most emotional thing that uh, that we as a family have gone through and it's just been amazing to see that the human spirit of life come through my dad just echoes that um, and he breathes that into his children so he breathes that into us Never give up. You know, make you know if you want something, work harder than in life. Put in the hours. Practice makes perfect. So, um, whatever he could share with us from his from his knowledge and his sporting sporting talents, he definitely shared with his children. Awesome, and I think it does reflect in his one son for sure. That much I can vouch for it. <laughs> and uh, it's actually interesting because you know I have uh, I've worked in South Africa for a bit. I was based in Johannesburg and uh, we were very close to the Wanderer Stadium. And uh, incidentally, that was a year when uh, the League Cricket of India, the Indian Premier League, uh, I'm talking way back in 2009. And uh, the Cricket League was actually, due to some safety reasons, it was actually decided to be done in uh, South Africa instead of India. And I happened to be there. And it was actually amazing to see you know, the feverish enthusiasm which one could see in all the stadiums, you know, packed. It was, whether it was Joburg or it was, uh, I don't know if I'd gone to Cape Town, but uh, a couple of cities uh, on and about. I mean, it was really amazing to see how how important sports is for South Africans. And uh, I think I see that in you as well. <laughs> yeah, and it's a good thing you, you, you mentioned that, Anurag. It's, um, you know, uh, Nelson Mandela, when he... he when he led us uh, to democracy in South Africa, he's, you know, there were two things that he, he anchored on. One was education and the other one was that he said sport will bring us together and and, and, it's, and, and sport does bring people together. And you see that soccer everywhere around the world. So South Africa, 11, 11 national languages, um, you know, um, rich culture uh, of people. You know, so many talented uh, people and sport is definitely something that brings the South Africans together uh, around a braai uh, more often than not. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Simon, I think uh, that's a lot of sports talk we've done. So let's shift gears a bit. And uh, we cool. enter into our next section where uh, we're going to do some fun stuff. Not that what we've been discussing till now is not fun, but let's have some more stuff around that. So I'm now going to put five words in front of you and uh, I just want you to be spontaneous as I say to all my guests be human be original and tell whatever okay. is the first response that comes to your mind and you're going to pick up on that and uh, you know talk a bit more about some of them ready all right perfect so the first word is uh, rugby <laughs> rugby yes rugby I uh I definitely played rugby, uh, but I realized uh, very quickly that being five foot ten and weighing under a hundred kilos is not really going to get you where you need to in your rugby career. Um, rugby also means brying, barbecuing, 
uh, and uh, yeah, getting getting to watch, spend time with friends and family watching rugby and the Springboks. Uh, all right, uh, telecom, telecom. Oh, friends, competitors. Um, oh, damn, prices have changed. <laughs> um, 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 yeah, uh, ever changing, robust. Um, SMS, ATP. Um, yeah. Awesome. That's, that's what I got yeah, we asked for one word. You've been kind enough to give us many different words which come to your mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one is family. Layla, Shayla and Isabella Rose. <laughs> well, that's rhyming. Huh? So your daughter and your wife have rhyming names. Huh? Yes, they, they, uh, they, they, the, the structure of the names are... are, are... All the same way. So it's Layla Ruth, and, and I'm not allowed to say my wife's second name on the Do end, you so. feel a bit left out? <laughs> uh, a, a little, a li just a little. But uh, no, that's fine. So the next one is uh, best friend. Best friend, Doug. Yeah, I knew that was coming. And the last one is uh, podcast. Humans of Telecom. <laughs> That doesn't get you any more brownie points, mate. You're already uh, on the show. <laughs> uh, I, I, I will, I'll, I'll say then learning. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll give you another one. There. The learning. I think uh, podcasts are a great way to connect and, 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 and learn and catch up. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the endeavor of this podcast has also been to help people know each other better and connect further at a very different level. So here's hoping to that. All right. So that's that question which we had. So here's another fun one. So I want you to tell me two truths and a lie. And I'll try and guess which one is the lie out of the three. <laughs> okay, let me see. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Okay. Um, okay. I have four postgraduate degrees slash diplomas. Uh-huh. I can do a plank for over five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I used to be an Oracle DBA and Oracle PL SQL developer. Okay, I'm not quite a techie. So the last one, actually, it's very difficult for me to make out whether you've actually done that or not. So you said you've got four degrees, plank for over five minutes, and you've been a developer of sorts, an Oracle developer. Uh, I am guessing it's the four postgraduate degrees. Am I right? Is that the lie? No, that is, that is the truth. Gosh, I, I really suck at this. You know, if there are listeners who've heard multiple podcasts, they'll say I never get it right in the first go. But, well, when you spend 25 years at university, I think four is okay to, to put up against your name. <laughs> Um, all right, you got two left. Hmm. Uh, I think you can do a plank for over five minutes. So I'll still I, go. For the I definitely minute. cannot do a plank for over five minutes. <laughs> I know I have a colleague who can. No, in my earlier career, I was trained as an oral, uh, certified Oracle DBA 9910G and had to do a lot of PL SQL developing in my early asset management career. 
which is now long gone. Well, but I still think you're pretty fit. Yeah. And I've even seen your weight journey over the past couple of years. And, you know, I think it's amazing how you've managed to keep yourself fit. So maybe not for five minutes, but still, I'm sure you do a good job in the gym. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you bring that up. I think, um, you know, in our, in, the, in our industry and, and one has to be so disciplined. I, I don't, people underestimate... Um, I've experienced, I don't know about you, Anurag, but certainly when we've traveled and, and, and you go to one of these conferences where there's other conferences on the side, so there's actually like four shows in five days and, uh-huh. and it's just the, it's just the food and, and, you know, and it's, it's always out there. So if you're a big snacker, like I am, um, th- those conferences can be dangerous from, <laughs> dangerous from a, a weight management perspective. Um, but yeah, I, I think part of being healthy and then is to eat healthy, be healthy. Um, I, I'm a lot lighter than I was from a couple of years ago. Um, right. I don't know if the States has got something to do with that, but, um, but yeah, I did, I did definitely put in some work into the way I, uh, I ate and, you know, and obviously being active, uh, got me the results that I needed there. That's amazing. So, um, Simon, I think it's been amazing talking to you so far. And um, sadly, I think we are now on to our last section, uh, signing off section. So uh, uh, two questions here, two quick ones. One, uh, I know that you're quite a social person and you're quite out and about. Uh, What are some of the events which are coming up where one can find Simon? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I think next up for me will be the International Telecoms Week. Um, it's it's a flagship event for me and for my career. And then later on in the year, I'll be going over to Madrid to the Wholesale Congress. It's also quite a key event for uh, the position and function that I execute on. So, yeah, Washington and Madrid. Perfect. And the last one is that uh, what does being human mean to you? What sort of a human being would you want the world to remember you as? Someone who is authentic, um, caring, trustworthy, I would say loyal, and champion, competitor, uh, always smiling, um, but competes hard on, 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 the, on the conference floor and off the conference floor. That's interesting. You mentioned uh, champion, competitor. So while some of the other words you mentioned are some of the similar words which a lot of our guests mention on the show but you mentioned champion competitor and that's a very unique one and i think uh, it's interesting that uh, you would like to be considered a worthy competitor when people look back at you yeah and i think you know i have so many friends and colleagues that i've made over the years at uh, in the telecoms space but i want my opponents to know that i I'm I'm also there to compete, but but in you know with all the professional standards that and um, but I you know it's, there's a competition on the field and and, and off the field, if you, so to speak, to use that as uh, a metaphor. Um, yeah, and no, I, I just always want to excel in everything I do, be it uh, cooking or being a telecoms exec. Um, yeah, I'm always, people should always know that Simon was a guy that always liked to compete and. It's always smiling. I left out smiling. That's generally always smiling. Wonderful. And that's a wonderful thought to end this podcast on. So thank you so much for your time, Simon. I think uh, 
it's been interesting to know more about you your family some of the struggles which you went through and how you managed to come afloat on them and uh, your sp- your love for sports that's something which i knew would be there but it was good to know a lot more about that it was a touching moment when you spoke about your father as well so uh, thank you so much for your time and hopefully i'm there at itw and i look forward to catching up with you over there soon thank you so much anurag and uh, thank you to humans of telecom for hosting me graciously thank you so much simon and uh, to all our wonderful listeners here thanks a lot for once again tuning into the show we really hope that this episode give you a good glimpse into the human side of simon while i've known him for a decade as a friend today i learned a lot more about him which i wouldn't have known had it not been for this chance so thank you for that simon and uh, to all our listeners we shall soon be coming out with yet another episode another fascinating person from within the telecom space so do stay tuned in and do follow the podcast on your preferred streaming channel on behalf of humans of telecom this is your host anurag agarwal signing off for now take care